0: What's good everybody and welcome back to the Going for Three Podcast. This is episode thirty-one. Um, my name is PTP, but you can also call me Percy. And as always, I have the AOB, the advocator of buckets, Chris Collins. How are we doing today? What's
1: going on, man. How you how you been? How you been?
0: Yeah, I've been chilling, you know. Just waiting for the season to
1: start. Feel that, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. I have high expectations for this season. You know, what I mean I have narratives I need to be pushed, you know. And I need buckets <laughs> that I need to be gotten. Hey, hey, can't be a season without buckets, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And following along with the theme that we had from our previous episode, this is a division breakdown for um, pretty much all the NBA teams going into next season. And this week we have the Central Division and the Southwest Division? Yes. Yes, and uh, we're starting it off with the wait, so Central. What? Yeah. yeah. let's
1: let's hit, hit, uh, hit central first.
0: Yeah. Um, so what team would you like to
1: start with? Uh, it's on you, man. It's on you. It's on you. Yeah, uh, especially since this is your this is your it's your division. I I I, I would I would say so. You know, I give you yeah. the honors.
0: Uh, let's see. Um,
1: guess we, we can do good. alphabetical order. So. That'd be the that'd be the Yeah, the Bulls first, Bucks? I think. Nah, Bucks would be first. Oh yeah, Bucks in okay. Yeah. Well I mean I get well, huh? It depends on if you go by the city or the team. If you go by the team, then Bucks is first. Yeah. It'd yeah, think be, Bucks yeah. can probably start with the Bucks first. They pro- plus
0: they probably right. did the least out of all the teams from what I'm looking at, so.
1: Yeah, I mean arguably.
0: Yeah. But um it's like as far as like what they lost, I mean, they lost Ray John Tucker, but I don't think he really played, so doesn't really change much. But yeah, they pretty much kept everything and added in a couple of
1: new faces. Yeah, I mean they, they yeah, like you said, they re signed a bunch of their veteran uh faces. They re signed uh Matthews, Bobby Portis, uh with with Bobby getting a pretty pretty decent sized deal, four years forty nine million. Um Resigned Serge, although he didn't play as much as I w- thought or wanted him to play or have as much impact as I thought he would. But still, they resigned him. They also signed Joe Ingles, um, pretty don't good really veteran. Know how I feel about that? I mean, he's definitely a veteran. Uh, he's had his moments. I think he's just a little—he's a little older and probably past the point to where he can really contribute. Hmm. But well, I mean, that we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not really too sure about it though. Um, but yeah, like you said, they really didn't. Oh yeah, and re uh, resigned Javon Carter as well. But yeah, like you said, they really didn't do anything too much, too uh, too crazy to shake it up. And I think, I mean, you know, rightfully so. I mean, when they're healthy, they won the championship. So that's probably their mindset. Yeah,
0: because I'm pretty sure they're thinking about. Because I remember seeing that Chris Middleton is still recovering from his injury from last season. So. Probably definitely looking forward to mainly bringing him back into the fold. You know Giannis was working very hard in the offseason, was going crazy in the FIBA league or the FIBA tourney from uh, the summer. Astronomical numbers, I think. You think he had like a couple 40-point games, a couple 50s or something like that?
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah no, The the Greek freak was, uh, how do you say, uh, freaking. Yeah, he is. He was freaking all over the <laughs> <Yeah>. court. <laughs> that's the social media clip right there, man. Freaky was freaking all over the place, man. Hey,
0: <laughs> so it's like so you already know what you gonna you already know what you gonna get from him. You know, like you said, as long as the core three, core four at this point, because you know Brook Lopez is definitely one of the more underrated pieces of that team. As far as teams don't really go at him that much, they respect him enough on that interior, along with Giannis, to pose that much of a threat. But uh. Even though their rookies might not be like that big of a focal point, because I don't think Bochamp plays that much, like long term, yeah, like, like him and Green
1: would be just good. For, just for clarification, who who did they draft?
0: Um, so it's Marjan Bochamp from G League huh. Ignite. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what his game would kind of be like, akin to. See, I know he's like a slashing player more or less. Where he plays within the arc but
1: yeah he's uh he's got some good athleticism versatility at the wing uh, that's what i mean just yeah. i have a kind class of classified him as kind of like a versatile wing with like potential yeah then it's like because like, i play. mean he'll be solid yeah i just never thought i mean if, honestly i thought they were going to trade the pick just because i at, the, at that uh position i never really thought that they are going to be able to get anybody that's going to be ready to, to contribute immediately. And I mean, that still kind of holds true. I mean, although this, uh, Bochamp has potential, you know, like you said, we don't really anticipate him playing a whole lot of minutes, uh, especially significant minutes, you know, come playoff time. But I mean, they just, they decided to go draft him and we'll see where his development goes. Yeah. And, um,
0: but I mean, ironically, when I looked at kind of like how their UDFAs were going, um, mm-hmm. or UDA is pretty much um, the AJ Green signing probably might not be as important to most people, but ironically, he was one of the guys that I kind of scouted when we were doing like our pre-draft scouting from a couple of months back. And mm-hmm. with a team like the Bucks, depending on like what their future makeup looks like, I feel like his shooting ability long-term is something that they're probably invested in. So, I and mean, who knows? It might even happen cause like Jordan nowara kind of had a similar path to the to like rotational minutes because he didn't play that much his first couple seasons either, so
1: yeah i mean it'll be uh it'll be kind of interesting to see if he can kind of feel even like a similar role to like uh how Brent Forbes was when he was there, you know just as far as like the shooting kind of like that that uh that guard that off guard potentially so yeah. Yep. Yeah, but um, I mean, when we talk about the Bucks, yeah, um, you know, a lot of people have been ready to crown Giannis uh, and the Bucks, you know, like as like the 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 reigners or like or like the Kings of the East. Yeah, um, you know, and, and last year, you know, they they go seven games with the, with the Eastern Conference chance, uh, obviously without Chris Middleton, but. What do you think um, – what's your outlook for this team going into this year for, like, bucks-wise? Um, I feel
0: like, as always, you know, like, when they're healthy, they're definitely, like, one of the more competitive teams in the conference. But even at times last season, they still do have tendencies of, like, they kind of take their foot off the gas. Or when they're in positions to lock up those top the top seed within, like, at least the past maybe two seasons. Or at least last year, they kind of get a little bit stagnant. And with a conference like the Eastern Conference, that there's a division in itself that probably has four contenders waiting in it right now. So they're probably still I think last year they were like they were like top four or top five, I think.
1: I think they were the three seed, I wanna say. Yeah. I okay. think the the Bucks were able to get that two seed. not the Bucs, the Celtics were able to get that two seed um, at the last minute, I think. Let me check to be sure, though. Yeah. Yeah, so last year, yeah, they were the three seed, but they had the same uh, record as the Celtics. They were both 51 and 31, but the Celtics had that tiebreaker. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, seeds two through four all had the same record. So the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers all were fifty-one and thirty-one. Yeah, because they were they were definitely cutting it close last season. Yeah. Which And even the Heat with the with the first overall seed were only two games ahead of the Celtics. Well, two games ahead of basically two through four. So yeah, definitely it was definitely tight. Definitely tight up top for
0: sure. Yeah, and it's like reflecting on stuff like that, it makes you kind of think that, of course, you know, team construction wise, you know, Giannis, Chris Middleton were not healthy. They're a great team, but as far as production wise and like you said, like how close it was cut down the stretch as far as, you know, Miami only by two games, Celtics, Sixers, a lot of teams are even getting better. And then the Nets are if they're fully stacked, you gotta you gotta expect them to be top four as well. So it's probably a little about their focus rather than their talent. Like if they got their foot on the gas from day one to get back to where they were two seasons ago, then they should be. They should be definitely favorites. I mean, but I
1: also think that I mean, for a team such as the Bucks who have won a championship, they're not really worried about the regular season anymore. In my opinion, um, I mean, yeah. it's just what it is. I feel like they 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 feel confident that they can go into any arena, especially in the East. In my opinion, and kind of win on the road. I mean, and they I've, and I do I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't feel that way, especially if they're gonna be healthy. So it's one of those things where like, yeah. They got absence of focus throughout the season, but, I mean, when come playoff time, I mean, it's, they're one of those teams that, that are going to be able to turn it on for, in my for my, for my my opinion, two two reasons. So, I mean, one, like I said, they, they've won a championship. And two, this team has been together, this core has been together for, what, this will be, th- uh, I mean, this will be three years with Drew Holiday, but this will be like four or five. With Giannis, Chris, Brooke, you know, Yeah. That, that, that's, that's of, of the outlook, for the outlook of like the past couple Yeah, of years. like yeah, they've been together, playing together for a long time now at this point. Especially like the way the NBA is now, where the landscape changes so often so much. Like major player major key players are shifting teams so much. Yeah. To where like having that continuity and being competitive, having that continuity matters for sure. You know. So yeah.
0: That is something they do have an advantage over. Um, as far as every post every off season they kind of like you said, like they they keep that nucleus together or at least if they do have to replace a certain player, they keep though they keep that type of player type in mind. So that does give them that extra edge and yeah, if they do have like that autopilot factor when it comes to the regular season, which I think last season I think analysts were hinting at that. More or less, because there were certain games where you could tell they took a break or you could tell they might not have taken it as seriously because they knew that their seeding was gonna be high. But
1: and I think uh I think if Giannis wins wins it next year, it, it's it's Giannis's league until other until knocked off otherwise. That's what this just how I feel. <laughs> yeah. That's how I
0: feel. Yeah. You Which in a I mean, yeah, like when it comes to him is like he's always on go. So that's yeah, why I think he's he the best really... player in
1: the league. Yeah, like... you know, I think I think it's kind of weird that he hasn't really gotten the benefit of the doubt, having his second best player hurt, and taking the the eventual Eastern Conference champions uh, to seven games without his second best player. I think that's kind of it's it, people weren't really talking about it as much as I thought they should have. You know, it's kind of weird. Like any other situation that happens, it's just like it'll be brought up a lot. And obviously the other team wouldn't win, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. They kind of give
0: Jokic that leeway as far as when Jokic was playing without Murray and Porter, they gave him the acknowledgement of like, okay, Jokic put up a fight without his guys. But Middleton is probably, I'd say, more important in the grand scheme of things to the Bucks as far as closing than Murray and Porter might have been to the Nuggets as a whole.
1: I mean, I, I, I would I don't know if I would say. I think they're both equally as important to the. Teams. I mean, I don't know when you when you when you're the second best player on the team. I mean, I feel like there's not much there's not much maneuverability as to how, how important you are. Like you're you're that important. You're the second best player on the team. Yeah, and I, I feel like you know if you're the second best player on the team, in most cases, if you if it's a championship contending team, you are either a star player, well, you are a star player, and a lot of times sometimes well yeah there are times where you're the best player on, uh, on the court for your team that's just that's just how i feel i mean i don't really think there's not too many teams that are able to win uh in today's league with your second best player not being a star player yeah um and i know ma- maybe people might want to point to the warriors but i mean andrew wiggins was an all-star starter for one and two he was hooping he was playing like an all-star in the playoffs also, level offense and defense, and they also still had Clay Jordan Pool, you know. So like, yeah, yeah. Mm, but
0: uh, shoot, If anything, let's um get into a team that the Bucks ran into in the playoffs last season, being the the Chicago Bulls.
1: Ran, ran to, ran into them, and ran right through them. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. Yeah. It was it was a rough end to their season because you know they had Lonzo Ball with the knee tendonitis. Still not sure what's going on with his situation. I think they said he's getting like fluid removed.
1: Yeah, yeah I hope he I'm not really sure of the situation is it I don't know. It's it's lingering uh much longer than well, quite frankly, everybody had thought it would. Yeah. Um I think he was quoted. Basically saying that he, you know, just simple, simple tasks, like walking upstairs and things like that, you know, makes them feel pain. So that's not something that, you know, you ever want to hear. Um, so we're definitely wishing Lonzo a speedy recovery. I'm not really sure the timeline either. So yeah.
0: not even just for basketball, just like I like said, like regular just day to day things like walking and running should should be one of the more easier things to accomplish but yeah he definitely especially is- for
1: like a 25 year old 24 25 year old <laughs> yeah so so yeah i mean and also like he's a i mean he may not be you know one of the top two scorers on the team but he's he's a focal point for that team i mean on, in my opinion on both sides of the ball i mean defensively definitely probably um you can make the case he is the best perimeter defender. I mean, between him and Caruso, but he's definitely one of the better perimeter defenders on the team, yeah. uh, without a doubt. And then having to having to be able to initiate the offense, but also play off ball. We've seen the work that Lonzo Ball has put into his his shot. I mean, at this point, he's become a knockdown three point shooter. He like changes form and everything. Yeah, like it, like I I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate at this point to call him a knockdown three point shooter. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think that's out of the out of the question. I mean, he's been he shot 37, percent or better from the three the past three seasons on some pretty, pretty high volume. Six yeah. attempts, eight attempts, seven attempts. That's 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 a high volume to be shooting that percentage. So, like, yeah, that's something that they miss for sure.
0: Yeah. And as far as, well, as far as like probably like think that they lost, I mean, Troy Brown Jr., I think he did play like rotational minutes in the beginning, but I'm not sure how he played down the stretch for them. Uh-huh. But yeah, then they had like Tristan Thompson, like not really
1: variables to me at least, but. Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't think that was a very uh, impactful uh, addition anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, as far as like what they you know, gained during the offseason, I mean, they they got Costas or uh, I don't know if it's Costas or Costas. I've never really been sure. Um, they got Alonso Kupo, rather. Yeah. yeah. Brought in Goran Dragic, a veteran for the PG position, which I mean, I kind of understand why, because like you said, like with the Lonzo situation, maybe not a player exactly like Lonzo, but you want at least have guard depth. And to get a veteran to that extent, I feel like that's that goes a long way for
1: them in the waiting process. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I think I think Gore can still play it for sure. So, uh, a steady hand at that at that position, steady vet, I think is a good, good addition for them. Um, and then Andre Drummond surprisingly yeah, did you know, some good shooting. I mean, D- Drummond has always had like the ability. I mean, he's just there's there's times that he. You know, thinks he gets, he's a point guard. Yeah, he gets carried time. away.
0: Like right. the, I think the like the historical clip was when he was on the Cavs and he ISO'd and he kind of did like his little spin twirl that he lost it. He he has a lot of ability. I mean, to hey, hey court, but... I,
1: know, I know you, I know that ain't the first uh, ice clip that you've seen for sure. I know it ain't. I know you've seen, you probably seen the most of them.
0: Oh, he so, was. So, At yeah, some he was getting crazy in, in Detroit too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, I mean, but at the same point in time, he's still a big body, elite defender. or No, no, elite rebounder, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and he still has athleticism to be competent defensively if he's able to, like, not make those same uh, mental mistakes. But, I mean, still, he's a big body that they need. That's what they need. I'm not saying that, you know, you can stick Andre Drummond in front of Embiid and, and uh, Giannis and just say – you know, feel comfortable about it, but he's a big, he's a big mobile body.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? And
1: That it, means it something. Gives more
0: resistance in Vooch, more or less, on the
1: interior. Yeah, because defensively, Vooch is against those two. I, I don't, I don't really like the matchups. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see who else? I mean, they, we we didn't talk about uh the draft either, though. Drafted uh, uh, a Terry. Dallin, Dallin Terry, yes, sir. Yeah,
0: I uh, thought that was a great pick for them for the position that they had it because uh-huh. with his size, I think he's like six seven or six six. Plays defense, yeah. lanky, can shoot the ball. Pretty much, if they wanted to, he could probably fit in their rotation right now. If they really wanted, yeah, like we'll somebody finish. that resembles Lonzo.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I just think I don't know. They seem they're they're very very guard heavy. Yeah, it. it's like the D'Angelo, <laughs> like,
0: Dragic, Kobe's still yeah. there, Caruso.
1: Kobe is still there. Yeah, I, I I was I wasn't even thinking about him, but he you're right he is he is still there. Like, yeah, they're yeah they're heavy at guard, man. Yeah,
0: which I mean it would it would be it would be interesting to say if if they were using all of them in some unique way it wouldn't be seen in such a cluster, but it's like sometimes Kobe plays a bulk of the minutes. Then it's like Caruso playing at the four because they don't have any bigs. Like they, they threw out a lot of different things, not really in good circumstances last season, just because of what they had. as far as roster construction.
1: And touching more to your point, just a little bit more like, I think even more so because several of these players, in my opinions are better than the roles that they are put in right now. Like I, I, I'm high on Kobe White. I think, I mean, he had a, I think he had a pretty solid um, first two seasons in the NBA, from just a standpoint of like what you want to see and what he can improve on. Yeah. And I mean, I think he I think he made some great strides as far as improving from his first year to his second year, and then all of a sudden he gets relegated to the bench. And I mean, you know, he still played decent enough I mean double digit score off the bench still can uh still can shoot that three ball you know but I mean I think he can't I think he came in with high, higher expectations for himself and so did i so i mean I think he can do more I think uh how do you pronounce his name do uh oh Dusumo? Dusumu?
0: yeah Desumu. yeah
1: Desumu. I think he's uh better than his role is as well. I mean, he's younger, so, like, you you can get away with it. But, I don't know, I just think that they have too many guys at that position to be maximizing them. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm all about, like, maximizing the talent that the team has. So, if you're not going to maximize a player, you might as well move them for a piece that you can maximize. And they have holes at other positions. Yeah. So, it's just, like, you know,
0: I, I unless, like go they
1: mm-hmm. go ahead.
0: I was going to say because definitely season – like, bringing in, like, Andre Drummond, obviously, it fills up your center position because at least you have some type of body that you can throw in when, like, play styles get a little bit tougher on Vooch and Vooch really isn't, like, able to get back to the three as much. And then you get, like, uh, Costas, who I'm not really – I mean, I'm pretty sure he would probably fit in their death rotation if, like, it's, like, him packing. I don't Williams know. He,
1: like hasn't a, played sig- he hasn't played significant minutes anywhere in his career. So I really don't know – I honestly don't know if he's – I mean, I don't want to sound like sound like any type of way, but I don't know if he's good or not. <laughs> I, yeah. I really don't.
0: Like, I, I mean, it's like he's had flashes
1: from because
0: I've seen a couple times where like he gets in the game. Like, I think he played a little bit, played a little bit for the Lakers. think like he was in Dallas last year, I think.
1: Yeah, he's six ten, so he's got good size. But he's six ten, two hundred pounds. Yeah, yo, yeah. <laughs> yo, six ten, two hundred
0: pounds. Yeah, he's very light for his frame, for sure. <laughs> very
1: light for his frame. I can't, I can't frame, remember so. who we were talking about, but last episode, the last division we were talking about, we were talking about a guy that was 6'4", 200 pounds. Who was that? Is That Lonnie Walker?
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, Lonnie Walker <laughs> like, was two hundred, six four.
1: Yeah, bro. Like, come on.
0: He like, hey,
1: he's he not gonna be that big. He's not gonna fit that big body that they want him to. Yeah. So, uh, I, mean, I don't know. I'm. Not, we'll see, we'll see with him. I'm not. I mean. I would like for him to, you know, prove me wrong. But I, like I said, I just don't know. He's like he's been in a couple stops. I didn't see too much from him when he played with the Lakers. So, yeah. I mean, he's kind of been bouncing around. So I mean, that also kind of gives me kind of a uh, cause to think that it's not that great of a situation. So we'll see. Yeah, but uh, they, like, mm-hmm. but they they do need that. Uh, that defensive prowess, I would say, like that four position. Yeah,
0: because yeah, Patrick Williams, he's very, under, he's skilled, but he's undersized. And then, like, they also had him out with the injury issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and then the day, I mean, I feel like they're, the focal point for them probably is just making sure that they could at least have four of like a Caruso, Patrick Williams, Lonzo kind of pairing, well, kind of like trio. And then you, want to at least try to keep like you know DeRozan and Levine happy because I know Levine just got the extension as well um, along with Derrick Jones so they're definitely thinking long term with this unit but it's also just a lot of things up in the air as far as well do do we get our point guard back who are our backups you know so
1: I mean depending on how the next, this next year goes it might, they might be looking to blow it up before they even really get started to be honest just in my mind. I mean, DeMar is older so yeah. You know, if they have another year or they have like a lackluster year, it, I can see them really kind of looking around and trying to blow it up and kind of rebuild already, honestly.
0: Yeah. And it uh it should be interesting to see what they do cuz I mean, they they started off hot last year. They were like should sure, were number 1 at some
1: point, yeah. right? Yeah. They were yeah, they were number 1 C for a It was. It wasn't early either. It was a decent mark in the season that they were like number one, and uh, Demar was getting like MVP conversations and things like that. But then they went on like a just a bad, bad losing like period where they were just they weren't playing well, and they kind of remedied the ship a little bit. But like that was when they had like injuries to like Caruso and Lonzo, and yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, I think I think Pat went down around that time as well, and they were. I think what.
1: Yeah. I think he went down first, and they kind of adjusted. And I feel like that's when they were like, they was playing like Caruso at the three and the four at times, and same thing with Demar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, when they lost, I feel like when they lost Lonzo and Caruso, that's when it really like kind of was difficult. Yeah, for sure.
0: But um, uh, hmm. as we just keep going down, going down the line, um, a team that. Did something really, really interesting in off season. The the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, sir. They uh made a splash going after uh, D Mitch pairing, well, teaming him up with their uh trio of players from last season, being Garland, Mobley, and Allen. So, but overall, they did a they had a pretty. It's isn't interesting in off season on paper. And of course, like seeing some of them, seeing some of the plays they made in the preseason. Obviously, the lob, the lob aspect of Garland and Allen, that's not going to change. I think Moby's injured right now, from what I
1: heard. I think. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Is this something significant? Um,
0: I don't think it was anything that was going to like keep him out for long. But I know he didn't play in. I think it's like the last or one of the one of the three previous games that they just had. He didn't play in them, or he didn't play in one of them. So or any of them actually.
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah. It could it could have just been as a precaution. I really didn't see anything that had like anything significant, so I, I couldn't really. What was this? Do you know what the injury was?
0: Uh, might have to look it up now. Let's see what it possibly could have been. Oh, so apparently it was like an ankle sprain.
1: just a regular one, or was it a high, a high uh, ankle sprain?
0: Just like a regular one. They said like he landed awkwardly on a teammate's foot, so it happened on like the first of October. So yeah, probably just a precautionary thing, just to make sure he's good for opening night. So I don't think it'll damage him too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he probably he's probably fine. Yeah, I'm not really worried about. It. But um,
0: well, of course, like obviously, people know they they got rid of. Well, they traded marketing and Sexton in, in that deal. Um,
1: and Ochai as well. Yeah, yeah, and,
0: yeah, and uh, above as well. So as with their losses, I mean Moses Brown, Ed Davis, Rondo. I think Rondo came in down the stretch when they had like guard. They were hampered at guard, I think, and he played pretty well. For yeah, they, that period of time. they
1: traded for yeah, they traded for Rajon Rondo when Ricky Rubio got hurt for the year. Yeah. yeah, and
0: by by um by um all standards, Rubio was balling in the earlier stages until he got
1: hurt. He was yeah, really he was red. playing very well, uh, playing very very well in his role. Um, and now a year later, I mean, I'm I fully I'm sure they expect him to come back and and kind of reprise that role and. Continue to play well off the bench and be that second guard. Yeah,
0: and yeah, like I said, bringing them back, they uh, they reup Garland as well. One of their, we're pretty sure at this point it's probably like their franchise PG, and for sure he no, should. No, for sure, no, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, that's <laughs> that's clear. <laughs> yeah,
0: and uh, they also brought in Isaiah Mobley, which I don't know how impactful that is to rotational
1: minutes, but he can not <laughs> that, shoot. That's, that's a. That's a franchise. That's a franchise player move. That's all that is. That's that's a that's a uh, you know, it's like a Michael Porter junior. We're gonna, we, yeah, like that's a Michael Porter junior. We like you, so we're gonna bring in Jante. Uh, you know, Jr. We like you from the Nuggets. We're gonna bring in your brother, Giannis. We like you, so we're gonna bring in your brother type, Clay Top like Clay Thompson. We're gonna bring in your brother. Give him a little. Give him a little. Little tick see if he's about anything. Blake Griffin, same thing. It, it's yeah. that's all it is. I although I will say that. Uh, that Mo- Mobley is probably more of an NBA player than a lot of those other guys were. But even still, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, they they have a they they have a pretty solidified front court rotation to me right now. Uh, yeah. they might be able to fit another in there, but I mean, with Allen, Mobley, and then Love coming in off the bench, being that like score stretch, uh, that score stretch big. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of minutes for uh to go around for him, but I mean, oh, and then also Robin Lopez as well coming off the bench. So I don't yeah. know. He's a very good that's rebounder,
0: tough. so that that's a very good acquisition for them as well, helping out with the rebounding count. They should probably really yeah. run the boards like with those three. Well, I'll say even for I mean, Kevin Love ain't really the same snaggery. He, he can rebound.
1: He can rebound though. He can. He can. That's he can. He rebounds at a very. Uh, yeah, that was one of his things. He's one of his uh his skills. He's a great rebounder great timing great body position and things like that so yeah it yeah. may not be like as much in the paint just with this role him being like more more strictly a stretch big but like he can still get down there and rebound and post up if he need to be so
0: yeah but uh hmm. i guess i'll post a question first. Really, where do you think the Cavs
1: will be at <laughs> ranking wise or standing wise well i mean you know i feel like i feel like we kind of danced around it but we really fully didn't say it you know i mean like They traded for Donovan Mitchell. You know, we really really didn't say it. You know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they traded Laurie Mark, Like you said, they traded those players that they traded, Laurie Markin and Sexton, Ochai, for Donovan Mitchell, okay? Spider. One of them guys. Spider, okay? Uh, This guy who has been the focal point for the Utah Jazz for, what, four or five years taking them to the playoffs. Not another 20-point – Per game score on his team for the majority of the time. I think maybe Jordan Clarkson might have got there one year, uh, and maybe Bogdan another. But that's something I can't confirm. Oh yeah, not, I remember really Bogdan sure. average twenty. I remember that year. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you. I'm sure you think you do. <laughs> Bogdan was your guy. Either way, <laughs> neither of them was like that uh, to be second fiddle on a playoff team. And Donovan Mitchell is making them relevant. I mean, there's just really no. No other way around it. Around it to say, I mean, now he's playing with guys who can put the ball in the hoop at a a clip that he hasn't seen in the NBA as far as playing uh, with it. You know, so he's gonna be able to look look at his teammates and be like, you know, hey, you can go get thirty two, you can go get forty two if you need to, yeah. or or hey, I don't have to I don't have to initiate you know the offense because I'm not really a point guard. <laughs> I'm more of a I'm like more of a slasher slashing two guard. You know yeah, what I mean? Kind of so, a
0: freelancer for sure.
1: Yeah, and then I, I, the thing that I want to really emphasize, because I would love to see if this if this comes to fruition, I would love to see Donovan Mitchell be able to um, emphasize and put more energy into his defense. Now that his offensive responsibilities aren't going to be as high, you know, we talk about we we've talked about in the past like his just like his measurables at six three, but like a seven foot wingspan. You know, I would really like to see if he can put that together and become like a you know a really good defender for this Cleveland Cavaliers team because I mean they have they have good defenders like Isaac is a good defender. Obviously, we have you know we got Evan and Jared. Darius is probably the only one that's gonna be he's just not he's just probably not gonna be a good defender. That's just probably what that is. Uh, but he doesn't have to be a negative defender. But I mean, you know, he's he's he yeah he yeah he's he's just not gonna be that. But if all the other guys can be. That's still I'm I'm just interested to see for sure. Yeah. Um who else? Also Karis the Burt, I think I'm interested to see like his role on this team. Just because I feel like, I feel like any time any and every time like Karis gets to like a team where like either he has expectations or like starts to get his footing, either one gets hurt or two, they get a better player. So it's like, yeah, that is, you know, i like following him for the most. Yeah, part. like, 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 I'm on the Nets. It's me and Lo. We hooping. We go to the playoffs. Okay, now here comes Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. Okay, you know, so then they, they, you know, well, they get rid of him for, I think, I think he was on the way out for that James trade. But either way, with Kyrie and KD, then he gets to Cleveland. Is like, okay, you know, it's Darius Garland. And Karis Levert, you know, and the two two twin towers and all that. And that sounds good. Oh wait, no. Now we got Donovan Mitchell. Now I'm back (laughs) to the bench. (laughs) And he's not really like he's he's like he's a he's a hooper for sure. You know, I don't know if he I don't know how much of a bench player he is. I feel like he kinda needs to cook a little bit, but we'll see if they keep him or what they end up doing. I mean, he still has definitely a lot of value in my opinion around the league. Um I mean, they might—they may look to like move him, uh, for a more traditional three and D guy, or they could keep him and you know really treat him like that, like that creator off the bench, because I mean he definitely has the ability. Yeah. So,
0: plus the intrigue of him with Rubio, like with Rubio being like back initiated and Rubio's first instinct being like a pass first guy, I feel like in a way. If they do keep him, it does make his role a lot more a lot easier, whereas he kind of can like have the leisure of picking the opportunities like, okay, I want I want to iso or you know, have Rubio run the point. So they have a lot of interesting things that they could do with the bench unit if they really like want to take those those extra steps because I feel like keeping Carousel Vert would probably be in their interest because there's not many guys you can find that can if you could slide them to the bench still do a little bit of everything like, well, it's probably a couple you can find, but when you find one, you kind of want to keep that guy specifically, so.
1: Yeah. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I guess to a- answer your initial question, I think uh, yeah. just talking about, like, expecting I expect from this team, I know kind of went off on some other things, but, I mean, listen, am I this, this is really how I look at it. To me, if you get to the especially for the well, especially for the Cavaliers who were the seventh seed and lost twice to yeah. basically get kicked out the playoffs, <laughs> um <laughs> essentially they were good enough to be a playoff team. Um and you essentially, as far as the guys who played in that trade, you essentially trade marketing for Donovan Mitchell. That's that that is how I look at that. So you're basically adding Donovan Mitchell to a playoff team. If Donovan Mitchell is what we think he is, and I think he's, you know, a top 20, 25 player in this league, you know, he fits right into, fits right into that mold with, you know, Devin Booker and Zach Levine. Like he's in, in that, in that class, in that category, Jason Tatum too. I think he's, I think he's in that same category with them. Um, if he's like that, then they should they should be a contender. I know that's a, that's a huge jump, but they should be a contender. They have an all-star level point guard. They have an all-star level two guard and a closer in Donovan Mitchell. They have two elite defensive bigs, one who's versatile, who can guard basically two through five, and the other who can also switch a little bit but is also a rim protector and a lob threat with creators creators off the bench and a good backup point guard as well like really the only weakness i probably would say that they have is just that wing defending position but i mean evan mobley may be able to fill that role i don't know yet but he may be able i mean they're definitely comfortable with sticking him on Giannis because that's just a bigger that's a you know a bigger player he's more of a big than a wing he's like a He's, like, a hybrid, but more of a big, in my opinion. Yeah. But, like, you know, a guard like KD or somebody like that, I maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But that would probably be my only issue with them going forward. But, I mean, they have plenty of movable. Uh, they've got movable pieces to address that if they need to, so.
0: Yeah. And kind of to your point, I do think that at some point they will try to see if they can run a lineup of, say, like, a Garland, Mobley, with a Garland Garland, Mitchell, Mobley at the three, like maybe Kevin Love, Jared Allen type of lineup where it kind of would be to like what they had last year where obviously Marketing isn't like a defender. So, I mean, he's kind of just a bigger body. But the versatility of having, like I said, Mobley switching out to like the threes and then still rotating back up to the fours and fives if need be, it could be something that down the line could be like that little – Kind of like, kind of like their death lineup, like to just throw that out there, and you can't really, like, you kind of got to pick your poison with that as well. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I gotta be, honest, I still don't know how that worked last year with them playing marketing at the three. I mean, that man is damn near a center.
0: It was crazy good though, in a in the weirdest way possible. Because I would see them win games. And to see what their rotation actually, what their starting lineup actually was, it's like, how are you winning with this? But it, uh. It's definitely interesting. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, okay, what's what's next?
1: Uh, Pacers and Pistons, I believe.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying my guys for last, because that might... (laughs)
1: Oh man, yeah, it's alphabetical order, so it
0: makes yeah. sense. Yeah, say my guys for last. Uh, the Indiana Pacers. So I mean,
1: Ooh-wee.
0: they they lost some guys. I'm not gonna lie, they, they lost some guys.
1: They're fine with it as long as they can get some picks. Yeah, <laughs> that's all de- they yeah, care about. They're, yeah, they're
0: definitely in the rebuilding stage. I mean, trading Brogdon to the Celtics got some young pieces. Um, I think it was uh, Aaron Neesmith.
1: Aaron E. Smith, Daniel Tice, um, Nick Stauskas. I think there's some there's some more in there, but I mean those. I think those are probably the most yeah. notables.
0: Yeah, only two of them really stuck. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, had, they had Rubio just from the trade. I mean, stage. they the deal short, but
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, like you said, they they traded Brogdon. They also traded Sabonis, obviously, uh, in yeah. the middle of act. And Buddy Hill, uh, they've been they've been dangling Buddy Hill and <laughs> Miles Turner to the entire league <laughs> for months now. It seems. like, "Do you want Buddy Hill? No. Do do do, do you want Buddy Hill? <laughs> do do you, do you like Miles?
0: Him? I think Miles fits you. Like, you sure you don't want Miles?
1: No, that's crazy. Miles been Miles been a good fit for several teams for like five years, and he he's still in Indiana. Yeah. Which is so... <laughs> And mainly a team that's I don't, I don't in their
0: conference. It. So,
1: <laughs> man. Yes. And, um,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they lost to yeah. TJ. But, I mean, I feel like the injury and they kind of just decided to move on from that.
1: Yeah. They're in a rebuilding stage. And, and TJ, at this point, is a veteran point guard, honestly, veteran backup. It it doesn't really fit necessarily unless they just wanted to have kind of somebody to develop uh, Halliburton. But I'm not even really sure how much they're sold on Halliburton. I like Tyrese a lot, but I think they're more, they're still trying to see what's going on with him. You know, I don't think they're too married to anybody right now, particularly. Uh, I mean, Tyrese and Benedict Matherin, uh, their first round draft pick, are probably their focus right now but even still like i don't think they know i really don't think they completely know what they want to do right now um yeah. yeah i think i think they're kind of foolish personally for not already moving buddy hill and miles turner already i mean they've they have been trying to get two first round picks out of the lakers for for yeah. this but All i right mean yeah. yeah i mean you you could have nah, that's too much i think They could have either traded Buddy and Miles separately and and gotten better packages or even like even taking that trade. I mean, you could have probably probably could have gotten like a first uh, Russ and a player uh, before they before the Lakers traded some guys like they might have been able to have gotten like a THT or like a. uh, what's What's the other guy's name? The forward His his face is in my mind right now. He's a forward. Oh, what was his name? Something I can't remember. Not Stanley, right? What's his first name? Like like Stanley Johnson or something like that? Yeah, or... uh, okay, yeah. Stan, Stanley, yeah, Stanley Johnson, or like him. Like he yeah. got traded too. So I mean it could have they could have gotten some other things for that. But even, even still, like a first and like an expiring contract. I mean, that's kind of what they want, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to get point. picks and and get money on the on the books, or maybe not. I don't know. Like I said, I don't think they know what they're doing completely. Maybe they don't want money because you know ain't nobody going to Indiana for agency wise. But yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah. They also uh, took a uh, just, to just a trade just to touch more on their drafts. Yeah. After after they took Benedict Mather with the sixth pick, they also took uh Kendo Brown with the forty eighth pick from uh is Baylor. Yeah, if Baylor. I'm correct, right? You say Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a good pick too. He's a I think he's a good wing with good potential, good defensive and offensive potential, I think. Um so I mean, yeah. And yeah, they got they had they definitely have interesting young players for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they, 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 they got Servetus
0: to... from... Well, I, I remember from the Pistons. I think he played for oh, the Jazz, too.
1: Uh, Davidus? Uh, Davidus? Uh, Div- sir, yeah. sir, sir, See, sir, see Davidus?
0: Servetus or Servitus, something like that. But he's a sharpshooter. Davidus so, Yeah, something close to that. Uh, I'll okay. probably figure it out at some point. But <laughs> he can shoot. I mean, yeah. they got Jalen Smith back, who kind of was a guy that I still don't know how the Suns, you know, get a guy with that much potential and then you kind of just, you know, I think they traded him to the Pacers, I think. I'm not sure to remember, but he he's kind of an interesting factor cuz you know, if he develops the way that most people thought he would um for Phoenix with that type of coaching staff, he could probably be a a focal point for a team, probably not too no, not probably something too crazy, but at least a solid player for years to come. So the potential for what their rebuild is, they're looking at it probably from a Utah perspective where free agency isn't your best friend. You're going to have to trade for players and you're going to have to draft them because you're not a market that people are just jumping chomping at the bit to play for, so
1: Exactly. And also, uh, I forgot, this is my mistake for not bringing this up. Uh, I completely forgot. They, you know, they, they, I think got the second coming of Michael Jordan, I forgot that correct. That's my mistake. <laughs> I forgot that. I forgot Benedict Matherin, you know, he, he, listen, he, LeBron has proved himself to prove himself to, to him. I forgot. I forgot that that's who they have. So my mistake they're they'll be in the championship contending fight by this time next year. I, I, you know, well, they, they would already won a championship. You're, you're right. My mistake. That's that's my I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> listen. Making listen. That those those are, those are outlandish claims. Man. I love the confidence that it, that it gives, but it, it it's also given stupid. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's also given uh,
0: out. It's, def- it's definitely a I need to see it type of thing and it's going to be on, it's going to be over his head for years to come.
1: Does he understand that that since he that, that since he said that when he plays the Lakers, Pat is gonna pick him up full court. You never has picked up people full court for less, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, look, like when when uh, what's his name? When Lamar, Lamar or not Lamar, Lavar Ball said that you know Lonzo was better than Curry or whatever whatever nonsense he said. He wasn't even talking about Pat Beck. But guess what? When when Lonzo showed up to play Pat Beth, he said, I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna play you full court. I'm gonna see if you really like that. And now you're talking about his teammate. Oh, He's gonna pick him up full court. you gonna see what it's about. He's gonna get picked up full court by Pat Bath. He's gonna get posted up by Brian. It's gonna be a rough <laughs> night. It's gonna be a rough night. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a a, a, a a night for him to remember. He's gonna be nice though. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna be nice. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean don't, like don't, even,
0: even yeah, even for like what I was seeing more or less like, maybe it's not the way that he's seeing it, but he has skill, so it. Well, yeah, he, he, wouldn't, yeah, yeah, he yeah. wouldn't
1: be in the league. Yeah, wouldn't be in the league if he didn't have skill. But like you know, there are listen, it's levels, levels. It. yeah. And if you that level, or if you're gonna get to that level, you, listen, you at least got to get there first or show us first. My g, my god, <laughs> I mean damn! Hey. Can we get on that Can we get on the NBA regular season f- floor first? Before you saying that? Hey, oh, man. I, I can't wait.
0: Hey, I mean, yeah, it should be interesting because, I mean, from from those interviews, I'm guessing he's just one of those guys that, like, really. Maybe, maybe that's how he hypes himself up. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find, like, bright spots to kind of look at it from, but I mean, maybe that's how he hypes himself up. Like, maybe he, he looks in the mirror and he's like, you know what? I'm him. If Jordan was born <laughs> this year, this is who he would be. You, right now. Bron, Bron, who? <laughs>
1: Blank in the in the mirror every day. I'm him, okay. Hey, but listen. Yeah. Positive reinforcement, yeah. positive affirmation. I get it. I I get it. Positive get energy, energy flow, something. <laughs> Man, let let let's get to the first game first, at least. Yeah. Let's 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 put the jerseys on first, at least. <laughs> but uh. But uh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what, what, what do you what do you think does uh, does 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 Buddy Hill and Miles Turner do that? Do they stay on this team for this year?
0: Um, hopefully, for the sake of the entire league, at least Miles Turner is gone by the end of this year. Just because not only has the league probably been upset with the Pacers, Miles Turner himself is upset with the Pacers because he, he's, yeah, he's uh, wasting away. Yeah, from, yeah, even from when they got some bonus. <laughs> He said, "Okay, the role you're giving me is something that I feel like I can do more. I don't want to be here anymore. You've been dangling my name for years, and I'm still not. I'm still here. So figure it out." And I think they even sat him out last year, just for the fact that they just kept saying, "Like, okay, we're gonna pull the trigger. This is the year. He's gone. I promise." Like, look up. He's like, it, it never happens. So, Buddy Healed is one of those guys where you can either move him or you keep him. I don't think he really cares.
1: But with a guy like Miles, who you've pretty, well, much... I think, I think, I think Buddy cares. I, I Listen, yeah, he he been on the Kings for all the years. He don't want to be on the Pacers too. He wants to go to a team. He, I'm sure he wants to go to a team that's playing winning basketball for sure. I mean, oh, he, man, most he's, he's a guy that can go to. I mean, he's a he's a shooter, a good a shooter with good size, not terribly defensively.
0: Yeah, uh, he's not a body great, for sure. but not terrible.
1: Yeah. He definitely made, uh, it definitely improved strides. So, like, yeah, he definitely was. I'm sure would like to go to a team that at least is playing for something. So, yeah. but even like, you know,
0: even as far as like posit, like teams, like shoot, Buddy Hill on the Hawks sounds like a good idea. Buddy Hill to the Lakers, like they've been trying to accomplish, but I don't think that probably might happen as much as. Both sides would have wanted it to. That would have been a good idea for Miles Turner. Miles to the Celtics sounded good until they started making a bunch of changes. Probably still seems like a good idea in the grand scheme of things because Orford ain't getting any younger. Shoot, you could send Miles to L.A. Like there's a lot of places that want these players, and this this it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they actually finally move these guys and. Fully enter their rebuild because I mean obviously Buddy's gonna play. I'm pretty sure Miles at some point is gonna touch the floor. So when you have guys like that, those are guys that don't want to lose. So they're gonna play normal. But
1: right, yeah.
0: But should be interesting. But hopefully for the for the sake of all involved, and they're on new teams competing for championships. they <laughs> at least in the race probably, but. <laughs> Ah, uh, the last team, my team, the Detroit Pistons, ah, uh, They did some stuff. <laughs> they did some stuff.
1: Um Tell Tell us about uh Tell us about it. Hell yeah. I guess uh, we can go draft first, free agency first.
0: Uh yeah we can go to the free agency. Uh so I'm trying to vaguely remember what this Utah trade was, because I remember the Jeremy Grant trade um, that we did before the draft that was not for the Blazers pick, just picks, in, I think, like, a different pick in general. Um, Saban Lee and Kelly O'Linick got traded to Utah, but I forgot. Oh, no, for, for Bogdanovich, yep, exactly. Literally right in front of me. Um, also had the Nerlins um, Alec Burks, Kimba trade. I think Kimba got bought out yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, she's definitely finding a new finding a new team. Then getting past that. I mean draft wise, uh got Jalen Duran, out of big center athletic. Uh big body for the oh, age. Hey
1: man child. <laughs> it's the correct uh the correct l- man is built like Dwight Howard at but 7
0: feet tall. Yeah, he's a uh, he's 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 quite the he's quite the specimen. Rebounding looked really good as well in the preseason. My add I mean, I think he had like twelve in one of the games that he played in, and I guess rebounding was something that people were worried about for him. But well, I guess you don't have to worry anymore. I um, don't you know
1: why. I mean, yeah. bro is seven feet tall, strong as hell, and athletic as shit. <laughs> yeah, if you can't rebound at that height. And that like athleticism and then what are what are we here yeah. for? They probably wouldn't have that high
0: if that was something that they really like were hampering on, you know.
1: Yeah, like he's gonna be a rim running, rebounding machine for this team. Uh hopefully you know, hopefully he can turn into like a defensive anchor as well. But um, I mean, the rebounding and like catching the lobs and rim running, that's just the bare minimum that he's gonna easily be able to do. Yeah. And uh
0: then I guess you say like well the first uh domino that fell was um Jaden Ivey, the point guard out of point guard so shooting guard out of Purdue. Um, Great pick.
1: I'm actually surprised you didn't say him first.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I thought about it like Durin. Durin is definitely like it was at a position of need, but I feel like with Ivy, yeah. Ivy was with, is a
1: need too. Yeah, and nah, I like a just, need.
0: Yeah, with Ivy, I feel like also it was just what the potential of what he has. The the potential type of player he can become because the shooting he's sh- displaying right now I don't think anybody saw that coming from his college numbers I mean I'm pretty sure he'll still be around like a thirty four thirty five potentially I I would assume for the for like an NBA from an NBA range three but shooting looks a lot looked a lot like a like he's like his polish he worked on it slashing he is quick he he, he is a flash. Of, of light
1: <laughs> yes yeah, i mean he came in with Ja Morant um, uh comparisons as, and i think that a lot of that comes from his athleticism
0: yeah like spring off the i think even tonight he had a pretty good like change of pace kind of like burst off the baseline one hand dunk like him with cade because obviously i'm gonna be realistic with anybody that's listening to this i If we make the plan, which I doubt it, I will be happy. But I know what this is. It's a rebuild. We're building culture. I get all of that. But for a future team to kind of say, okay, I watched it from the beginning, and if it turns out, well, you know, I was there from the jump, this is probably one of the better teams to look at as far as you you got Cade. You got Sadiq Bey, who literally is – one of the top-tier shooters in the league that I feel like he doesn't really get talked about that much because of the team that he plays for. But, you know, there's a lot of good things going on for this team. Um, Even re-upping Bagley, who looked pretty rejuvenated. I know he had, like, a knee injury uh, a couple nights prior, so hopefully it's nothing too serious with that. But I feel like there's a lot of good things on the up and up for them.
1: I agree. Their future is very bright. I mean, I mean, let's just keep let's just keep it a stack, bro. Like to me, this is a guards league. You have two guys who, I mean, you get drafted in the top three, top four, uh, which is what Cade and Ivy both were. Yeah, I mean you're expect, you're expected to be an all star. So I mean, you, you got an all star level. You got a a you you have an expected all star level backcourt. You know what I mean? Like so. I mean, that's a start. That's a great start. And like you said, you got guys like Sadiq who made a great jump last year. People aren't talking about him because of who he plays for, but he's definitely a great player. I mean, he had he had a 50-ball last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, on the so... only game of
0: the night, might I add. <laughs> the only game of that night was a 50-ball, <laughs> and no one cared.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he he's, he's nice too, you know. So they're definitely a team to be looking, uh, paying attention to, especially... Going forward into the future, I don't think they're going to be nearly as bad as they were. Uh, so you know, the Victor sweepstakes, I don't think you're going to be in. Yeah. But
0: as much as I would love I, that, I, on the, <laughs> I I love think, the
1: I don't game. think you need to. I don't really think you need to be, and I yeah. don't think he would even fit. I don't even think he would fit the roster that you have now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I don't even think he would fit it. But maybe I mean I could be wrong. But yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't even see how that would work. Maybe. Yeah, running him at the right. four, maybe yeah.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to see how that would work, cause, you know, cause I'm not gonna like be one of the people that kind of like, like gas it where it's like oh, like I mean, you probably seen it where they said that Victor was in like a
1: LeBron James giraffe class.
0: <laughs> he
2: was oh yeah that's, said, yeah, that's yeah, they said it. That's yeah.
1: wild. That's crazy wild. I mean, it's like here's the thing. <laughs> like yes, he's seven four, and he can do all these great things, but he's playing against lesser competition. And I just that—that's tough to say, like, bro. Like, Brian was like,
0: Brian six, came right eight. out the high school gym, though. So
1: that's yeah, also a like difference, too. Yeah, bro. Like, he was six eight, the most athletic thing we have ever seen. Honestly, like, just give it a stack, and was had like crazy point guard vision, could do it all. I mean, yeah, he was a street. He he. People talk about like he couldn't shoot that well, but he was still a guard. You know what I mean? So like he's still pulling up with guard-level shots, you know. Yeah. It's so like, playing off the perimeter like that and then being able to just be just a lockup on that other end. I mean, I, I, it's impossible to say, especially with LeBron, because we have so much hindsight. Yeah. And we have so much hindsight with him from the start. Like, his first game, 19 years old, in, coming from, straight from high school, drops 25 on grown men. Like there was no, I mean, like there was no need to develop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he could have stayed. He literally could have stayed the player he was from his first game and still been a uh, a, a really great player. You know what I mean? Like there, like like obviously he gotten significantly, significantly better to be arguably one of the greatest basketball players to ever play. But I don't know. It's like it, it's just so hard for that to compare that hindsight. It's just. It's just from the start, he was just balling on people, and then we have like the stories where, like Ron, like I think it was Ron Artest came out. He was playing against NBA players and dogging everybody at eighteen. Like, bro, come on, man, it's yeah, come on, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't get, I can't get with LeBron. Can we talk about like Zion and maybe like Andrew Wiggins because as prospects, they were very hyped as well. Let's let's talk more about them. You can't, you can't, I, I can't, I can't get with you about Brian. Yeah. Even if it, even if yeah, yeah, I just can't do it.
0: Yeah, it was it was crazy when I seen it because then it was Richard Jefferson, which made me think maybe he's trolling Braun because I know he does that a lot and people don't catch it, but some of them guys actually believe it. So <laughs> it's. I
1: mean, I'm not gonna get mad. Take, I'm not gonna necessarily get mad at it. I don't think it's. I guess I wouldn't say it's that crazy, because Bro is like an alien, like seven four. Yeah, he's,
0: Seven four fading from the corner like it's 2K? That's
1: yeah, like that's not yeah, he's not he's not moving, he's not moving like a chet or like a bobo. Bowl. Like he's moving like like a Paul George almost. You know what I mean? Like a like a KD a little bit. Like he he he's fluid with his movement way more than those guys. Like and I, there was there was actually a play. And I, I I know we we're not this isn't like the Victor uh yeah. segment but I, I just wanna just wanna throw this last part out there. There was a play where he went across the middle, uh drove across the middle and pulled up at the free throw line for like a midi. Yeah. He, he shot it he shot it strong. He missed it, but it was but that play literally was just like watching the fluidity the fluidity that he got to this spot and pulled up right there. He gonna be a problem.
0: Oh <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
1: Because there is, there's nobody in the league right now that's going to be able to block that shot or stop him from getting to right there. Literally, yeah. like there's barely anybody that can stop KD from doing that same thing, and he's yeah. bigger than KD is. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the mid range shooter that KD is, but it's just like, if he works, like there, he he, if he works on this game the right way, it's, it's, it's going to be scary. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna easily be able to average like twenty to thirty a night, very easily, just off yeah. of his height. He makes it really look small. Also, he made Rudy look like,
0: up. and the thing is, it was only like a, what's like a three two inch difference.
1: It was bigger than that to me. I don't know, yeah. so it looked, it, to me, it, to me, it looked like somebody's lying. I'm about to <laughs> say because he said he's he said, seven Rudy. three. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, Rudy, either you ain't seven feet, or Victor, you not seven three. <laughs> what are you is designing?
0: For sure somebody's capping. Man. Cause he towered over Man, Brian I... and Brian was sitting down. I mean, obviously, like sitting down is oh, yeah, he, yeah, he gonna yeah, he gonna
1: tower over Brian for for sure. Yeah. I mean but Brian but Brian been lying about his height for his whole his whole life. been telling us his whole career, he's six eight. Brian he probably was six nine. Six, <laughs> <laughs> Man, he, 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 he's six he's he's six nine. Closer yeah. to six ten to me, I, than I think he is six eight. He, he look at he'd be looking mellow in the face.
0: Bruh. same with KD. Talking about you,
1: six oh, ten man, or we, whatever, 6'9". nine. Yeah, that man two years. We in, we got an Olympic picture of you. You looking DeAndre Jordan and Demarcus Cousins and I. Bruh. <laughs> line up
0: our face. That's crazy, but yeah. Not a that, but we gonna get more into Vic because you know some point I'm talking about the draft class because like this draft class looking kind of souped.
1: I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> nah, yeah, Vic, Victor, and Scoop? Yeah, Scoop, you know, Scoop. It really, it. This is a. It's another note. It really reminds me of the Zion and John ja Morant class, at least at the top, because it's like you have this transcendent level prospect that we haven't seen before. Who, if he stays healthy and maximizes, he can be he per, he like projects to be a Hall of Fame level player. Yeah, but then you got this, but then you got this guy who's like also he's a he's a he's a safe pick. But you know, like, if he pans out, he's going to be, you know, he's obviously he's going to be, like, an all-star, all-NBA player. But, like, he can be a Hall of Famer, too. But it's just, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just tough. Like, we – I felt very confident that Ja was going to be really good in the NBA. But Zion just has, like, that that crazy upside that you have not seen yeah, before. Like that wow factor. Something man. about – yeah, like, just seeing a player that you haven't seen before. Like, we've seen players like Job Morant come into the league, Derrick Rose. Um – russell westbrook you know even though they play a little differently like you know steve francis like all those like uber athletic point guards Yeah. and baron davis's like we've seen like those even like ai you know we've seen them like play and ai may not have been like as athletic as job but like they both slash the, and yeah. i feel like in that same type of way still have a kind of
0: similar balance like like, like, yeah. even though AI i wasn't really dunking like to that extent yeah
1: so I don't know. It's just something about the unknown that makes people get you know out of out of, out of pocket. <laughs> out of Crazy draft right. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some point. Something like that. To definitely touch on that. Uh but if that's it. That's for... the...
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 is uh that's the central.
0: Yeah, that's the central. Um now it's um uh, Southwest division. And um I guess we can probably start with that's the team that we know aren't to do nothing. <laughs> probably
1: uh yeah that's fine yeah so Spurs and Rockets
0: yeah so uh, we'll probably take on Houston first just because I feel like in the grand scheme of things, they did move somebody they did they moved two players of very much great importance at least to the team that they went to um they they waived John Wall or you know kind of released him of the contract and everything um finally you know, yeah finally Oh that man, man him. Yeah, had him sit on the bench for like what two years maybe three
1: uh has it been too? I know he played no he played a little bit last year. Yeah. I thought, I thought he played a little bit with uh with Christian Wood last
0: year. Yeah. They saw, they saw that he was like somewhat healthy, and then they were like, dang, he's gonna ruin our tank. <laughs> so they just sat him <laughs> for a year. Yeah,
1: they said they said we're gonna let you play just enough so that people can see that you still can. And then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut all that shit out.
0: But yeah we we, we 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 trying to get Jabari you you plan you don't you don't help that so uh <laughs> but yeah that is like that then they um had the Christian Wood trade which in return they got Boban Marjanovic that's like the main one that i remember from this deal or probably the main one
1: uh what do they what do they have they got Boban they got Sterling Brown, they got Trey Burke, and they got Marquise Chris. Um, yeah, I think those. Yeah, Sterling Brown, I think, uh, is a solid player, just a solid two way. I think player can you know might might finally get some minutes to really kind of show that. Uh, and then Trey Burke, I mean Trey Burke, Trey Burke's a bucket. Trey Burke has been a bucket. Uh, it's definitely a guard that can come on in off the bench and give you some good minutes. Marquise Chris, uh, up and down on him. Both yeah. in the same way, he can come in, and give you ten minutes, 10, 15 minutes of some quality, you know. And they're, they're vets, so um, I mean, that's probably good for this to, this young team too. I don't think any of them are going to play a lot of minutes. No one, no one will probably play more than twenty minutes a night. But like, just to have, it's good to have. So, yeah. And, None uh... of these players are like financially either, so
0: yeah definitely nothing really probably stressing them with their contracts, but uh I mean, don't be real good takeaway. Because I do follow some people on rocket Twitter, and like some are very transparent as far as their like expectations of k p j and Jalen and even Josh Christopher and Shengoon like their young core is' kind of it's kind of up there with like some of the was one of those teams you can watch out for because they have some bucket getters over there. And it's with this class that they just had uh, recently with like Tari Eason, a lanky shooter with defensive prowess. You got Jabari Smith who 6'11 with a frame. He can shoot defensively sound. Um, then you get Ty Ty Washington who in a way is like, he's one of he's one of the smoother guards in the class from last um. From the last drafts uh, class as well, so their future is also looking pretty good. But obviously, the next two or three seasons aren't looking too bright, unless you know, like, one of the, some of those guys make drastic leaps. But definitely a team, another team to keep your eye on as well. As far as guys that are that they're getting yeah. younger, working on some things.
1: I mean, yeah, just to, uh, I'm not gonna spend too much time on them either. Which yeah. is a quick point. Uh, I mean, they, they have talent. But it really just it. I mean, I. I it may sound obvious. I mean, it obviously depends on like um, the development of Porter and Green, and it depends on like your, I guess, perception of what Green can be. Yeah. You know, is he gonna be? Is he more of a Anthony Edwards or is he more of a who else? Like a, a good comp, I guess. I. I don't really have another comp currently right now but a more like a, you know, off the bench type of guy that's going you know, to come in and score or is he some, or is he like a focal point that you can build around? And I'm not, I'm not really saying that uh, he can't be more of Anthony Edwards. I mean, he's he only had his rookie year, so I'm not going to yeah close. I'm not going to box him in like that, especially like off of the the positive things that I saw, but you know, it's just one of those things you got, you know, that you want to see more on. Like what, what is his, his ceiling? You know, what I mean, like you see some, you see somebody that you can build around and also build a culture around. You know, what yeah. I mean, like the Rockets, right? Really young team. I think it's a, a newer coach. You know, what I mean, so yeah, I it's just like interesting. Steven to Silas,
0: I believe, a coach.
1: I believe, yeah. So, you know, just seeing what you know, seeing who they can build around, and because I don't think, I think he's going to have to be that that uh, that player for them, it's quick more quicker rather than later. Especially because, like, like Jabari Smith doesn't look ready either. He looks super. Like he looked a lot rawer than I thought he was going to.
0: Especially off the summer league too. The summer league when okay. he played yeah. against Paolo, it was kind of visible that one of them kind of had a uh, more, polished. yeah, more, oh yeah, more polished <laughs> to them than the other one. So
1: yeah, Paolo can. Paolo's going to be a sixteen game a uh, sixteen point per game score off rate. Right like easily so i mean he 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 looks polished he looks he can score on all three levels and he's 16. What a <laughs> and he looks smooth <laughs> yeah he, hey it's 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 funny because like he we all, i feel like a lot of times we kind of get caught up in like the roles that players play in college yeah and times we kind of we kind of box them inside of their roles and not really understand that their bag may be deeper than that you know what i mean so like he was Kind of put into a role at Duke where he, where we didn't get to see a lot of that put on the put on you know the forefront a whole lot, but I mean, it was there. He's not he's not no he's not really a uh, a big, and that's kind of how
0: yeah he's like a he's like he, a tweener a bit, between small like yeah, small a, power it. Yeah, he's he's really a
1: three. Like he's really more of like a you know, he's gonna be like a Tobias Harris, Jason Tatum type tweener. Like like he might be running a four. But like he's a perimeter player, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: he'll so. he'll he'll pull the bigs out like
1: to the water. Exactly. He's gonna be able to dominate quickly too because he's got he's got good size. He's not no small dude. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him. I know he's not the team the team we're talking about, but yeah,
0: because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we de- we're definitely getting them as well. But uh keep on you roll into another team. Uh, who actually I've seen a little bit of them in their preseason game, like. You know, it's not much to say, I did kind of like what I saw. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, um, big thing for them was they traded DeJounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks. I um, forgot who they got back in return. I want to say it might have been Gorgie Jang, I think.
1: Yeah, oh, Gorgie Jang. Yeah. That can't be the, that's the only player they got. They got um...
0: Yeah, I know they probably got some more, but I forgot about the – but the insides of the deal.
1: I mean, they got uh, Gallinari in multiple first-round picks, and but that that was the the situation where they waived Gallo, and then he was able to go face. to the Yeah. So, yeah, they got multiple first-round picks. Um, and I, I know a lot of people were talking about how, you know, they didn't feel like it was a good trade just because they kind of gave up. On a rebuild, and like Murray was kind of a part of their initial rebuild, yeah. But I don't know, they, they they hit they're hitting the they're hitting the hard reset button, and I'm yeah. not I don't have a problem with
0: it. yeah. And it's it's interesting in the case of like especially for a coach like Pop where he hasn't really had to do a hard reset since like that initial like break period when I think D Rob got hurt and then ended up with Tim Duncan somehow because of the tr- the people they traded for I believe.
1: I don't even think but that's the thing it's like that's just that's an injury year yeah. you know what I mean so I wouldn't even consider that reset I don't they have I don't think they've ever reset they've ne- they have never really fully said okay we're going to just we're we're tanking now we're, we're <laughs> not competing yeah like they've never they haven't done that since he's been there cuz like you said they had David Robinson. he gets hurt So then they kind of make some adjustments during the season where they're able to kind of get Tim, but then shit. I mean, obviously from then on competing for championship. Tim Duncan retires. You got Kawhi, you got uh, LaMarcus. I mean, then they trade Kawhi, but I mean, they get DeMar and they're still in the playoffs and then you get DeJounte who, you know, develops and then still kind of gets you uh, in playoff positions at times. So it's like they were never, they were too competitive to get like high draft picks. And I feel like at this point they, they, probably just say, you know, let's just let's just really get let's really get to it. Like, we've never had to tank, basically, in a long time. Let's just finally do it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, there's one thing as far as either whether it's a pop thing or just a Spurs thing. Surprisingly, a lot of the pieces, obviously, they do like their foreign players, so they, like, as far as their draft is concerned, I mean, you've got it's a Jeremy, uh
1: yeah, I think it's, it's Sohan. Jeremy Sochan. Yeah. Jeremy yeah, Jeremy Sochan, who, you know, <laughs> who you guys are very big on. I'm not very, I didn't really like the pick, but I mean he's a young player, he's got some potential at places. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean he has the potential to, to develop into a, a wing scorer. Um but I don't know. I just didn't see it. Maybe they kind of see a little bit of uh a little bit of like some kawaii in there, just like as far as project projection, you know, like mm-hmm. ability to be like best defender of his class, you know, uh, big body, you know, can can be athletic, agile on two on both sides of the ball. So that's probably what they kind of saw, that. and and I, I can I can get that being the reason why they took him for sure. Yeah. Um. And then also they took uh, Malachi Branham and then uh, Blake Wesley as well. So, yeah,
0: which I feel like those are those two might be the bigger focal points of their rebuild because Blake Wesley in the summer league, him and Primo were looking, they were taking turns with the ball, just cooking at certain points. So they might have hit a they might have hit with the Blake Wesley one. I mean Branham is obviously like everything else they've done probably has left to be seen, but. Like you said, you know, it's a hard reset, probably for the first time really ever under Pop's regime. So it's just going to be wait and see to see how those guys develop. And if they get back to contending, they'll probably be, well, Pop will probably be gone by the time they're contending again. But
1: more, yeah, more than likely. Yeah, um, so... And then they, uh, going past the draft, they also uh, signed uh, Keldon Johnson to a four year, $80 million extension. I feel like it's pretty average for, you know, um, ascending players, uh, extensions, you know, the the 20 million a year at this point. So, yeah, he definitely definitely stepped his game up last year. Um, Definitely developed how they wanted him to. So, I mean, I think it's it's solid. Um, And then, yeah, uh, they picked up Isaiah Roby and Gorgie Jang. I believe in free agency, though, I want to say. Uh,
0: yeah, I remember the Roby signing, which for some reason it kind of like I kind of was I kind of was more happy about that than anything else. I remember seeing him play the Thunder because the Pistons used to always get torched by the Thunder um, in those games that they played, and like Roby would just come in and just hit like a couple threes and then just sit down. So <laughs> it's also it's like they're known for getting those guys that like really might not have had the biggest role or the biggest name, and then they just become like mad serviceable for them. So
1: yeah, no, I think that's. Uh that was a big thing for them as far as uh, the free agency and the draft is picking up value. You know, I mean, I don't know if any of those players that they drafted are going to be exceptional, but they're all going to be uh, impactful players, especially within the Spurs, like organization and like development circle. So, but uh the thing for the Spurs is tank for Victor.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Victor, th- this is the team at the forefront or one of the few teams at the forefront of the Victor uh, Wimbamiama sweepstakes, mainly just because, you know, if you're gonna get somebody at the at the tail end for pop to probably deal with for a rebuild, you might want to get somebody that's like you know generational. So yep, but uh exactly. Yeah, uh, I should be interested to see how that goes because yeah, a lot of people don't want them to be on the Spurs, which is weird, but kind of kind of crazy. Uh, uh, we got ne- yeah, so uh, we got Mavericks or Pelicans.
1: I mean, if we go, we might as well go alphabetical order, honestly. So if that's the case. we should Grizzlies.
0: Okay, Grizzlies, yeah. Um. So, as far as like what they lost, they lost Kyle Anderson, which boy, the Anthony Melton for sure through the trade.
1: Um, yeah, I think yeah. those are big. Uh, those are big losses to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially very for notable. For the,
0: loss. Yeah, especially for their cohesion with the way the Anthony Melton played on the floor shooting defensively.
1: But... Same for Kyle. Yeah. Shooting defensively. I mean... And they get... In return for Melton, I mean, they get Danny Green, who's coming off of an ACL injury. And let's be clear, who's up and down at this point of his career anyways. Yeah. I mean...
0: And, like... I feel like more of their stuff was... They had a very, like... Eccentric draft night. As far as I didn't realize how many picks they actually had. <laughs> um, well, yeah,
1: they got the, they got a well when they traded the Melton, they also got a first round pick in return with with uh, Danny Green. Yeah, so, I,
0: I believe that was was that the Laravia pick.
1: Um, let's see. No. LaRabia okay. was the 19th pick. Yeah. And uh, Danny Green, they got 23rd, the 23rd overall. So... Uh, let's
0: see. I the only ones left would have probably either been, like, Roddy or... I don't think Vincent Williams was the first-round pick.
1: No, he wasn't. He was the last rookie. Yeah. Hmm. Not telling me, but I mean, yeah, yeah, more so, yeah. I mean, they definitely were getting stockpiling, uh, getting some picks. Uh, I think they're really just trying to emphasize on building around Ja, but yeah, like you said, I mean, they drafted Jake Laravia, um, they drafted, let's see, was that the guy's name?
0: Uh, Kennedy Chandler. That's what they got too, as well.
1: Which is kind of—I don't want to say mind-boggling. Yeah, it definitely makes sense to me, though. I mean, it's kind yeah. of up
0: there with the like I said, Mobley getting signed by the Cavs. Because I think they said that Chandler and John knew each other from like some camp or something. So I mean, it could have been. Or I think Chandler is from Memphis, so. Probably a multitude of things, but probably just one of those like give him a shot type of things. But
1: I mean, but he wasn't even like their last draft pick. He was a you know what I mean. Like it wasn't like just a flyer. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean. Probably death at vision for him because defensively he was solid in the summer league. What
1: I uh, what I can recall. My thing is just like I don't know. I don't know if if they maybe they didn't know. Um, the full status of Tyus Jones getting re-signed with them before they took him, but I mean now that Tyus Jones is re-signed with them, yeah. Now I mean, it's a waste of a pick, but it just seems redundant. Like you have Ja, who is going to play 35 plus minutes a night. That's just what that's going to be. Uh, and then Tyus is going to take up the rest. And when Ja gets hurt, Tyus will literally slide in and play 30 minutes a night. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess. It's insurance for your insurance, maybe? Sure. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, like, no, based off how it was last season where they lost certain positions and you had guys like Santi Aldama, you had Conchar, who they also resigned. They had a lot of guys that were just stepping in that you probably didn't even know were on the team or that had the capabilities of also being rotational players but are just buying like, the main starters or just behind even, like, the bench is like the bench more or less. So,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, all in all, I think I would just I would say that draft is okay. It, I I'm, it's not more so that I have an issue with the players per se. Just kind of like some of the fit, especially with the Kennedy Chandler fit, but or Kennedy Kennedy Chandler pick. I'm sorry, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I think Jake Larravia can be a sol- uh, definitely a really solid player for them yeah. re- uh, sooner, later, though. But uh, I mean, just and then just reiterating in their free agency, like like we said, they re-signed Tyus Jones. Um,
0: oh, Stephen Adams as well. I forgot about that.
1: They uh, extended Stephen Adams.
0: Yeah, I believe they extended him. Um, I forgot what month in the period they re- extended him, but yeah, they did give him another contract as well.
1: Oh, okay, for sure, for sure. Uh, they also, and then they also extended John Conchar, as well, who was a good, good three point shooter for them. So, I think the main thing with the, the Grizzlies is to really just build around Ja, see what they have as far as their complimentary pieces on if they can be good enough around Ja to compete for a championship. Those complimentary pieces, in my opinion, being Desmond Bain and uh, Triple J. Like is Desmond Bain going to be just a good two-way player, or is he going to be able to, de- you know, is he going to turn into the guy that can develop into being like a a fringe All-Star? Like you know, like we've seen so we, I mean, we've seen so many guys come in, kind of being like defensive-first type of you know three-and-D guys and develop their games into All-Star level players. You know, what I mean, Paul yeah. George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown. Like we've seen this. This tale over and over and over again. So, I mean, if he can turn into that, it will it will change things significantly. I mean, they still have Dylan Brooks as well. Yeah. If I'm not so yeah, I mean,
0: and plus I mean, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, like it's just a lastly to touch up before I move to another team. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about uh, Zaire Williams, who throughout throughout the summer league, you know, he was playing and. Probably a lot of people probably wonder why he was still, you know, playing for their summer league team. And I feel like he's also one of those important pieces um, to see who they how it fits into job. because at certain points, the role that he had in college, or at least the role that people seen that he had for people when he was in high school, it was a more vast role than what it is for the Grizzlies, where he's kind of like that lanky shooter, plays some defense. They don't really let him handle that much. So to see what he kind of can develop into alongside, say like I think he starts every once in a while, right? Or kind of started.
1: Who, oh. Zaire? Uh, I mean, at what at what position?
0: Um, I mean, I think they mainly had him at like they mainly had him at like the three, I believe. Like it's like a... I mean,
1: if, he's, if he's starting at the three, I would assume that it was because I mean he. I, I assume it was because just you know Dylan Brooks had missed a lot of time at the beginning of the season and kind of threw off how you know the threw threw into whack how they were going to have their lineups. So he might have been starting, but I mean, I don't I don't think he should start over Dylan Brooks yeah. personally. But I mean, that's that's a decision that they'll make coming in, uh, coming into the season. They may relegate Dylan to be more of a six man or six uh, six man off the bench role. We'll see. But and I, I like Dylan Brooks is like. Uh, defensive uh, chops and, and like, that dog in him to be on my first team or my starters. He does take some questionable shots at times, but, I mean, he ain't the only one on the team that takes questionable shots, so...
0: Yes. Yeah. Should be be interesting to see what they do, obviously, you know. They gonna try to compete. They got them dogs. They gonna gritty.
1: (laughs) I mean... Do have them taking a step back personally, at least record wise. I don't think they're going to be the two seed again. I think uh yeah I mean, there's a lot of teams getting healthy, a lot of teams that got better either from injured players coming uh, back or even just by additions. So you know, we will we will see where they uh, where they be. I mean, I I fully expect them to be a playoff team, of course, but two seed. I, I don't know. Like I said, somebody there. Are, there's gonna be people that are gonna be disappointed because there's too. There's just too many teams right now in yeah. the West with like elite level players. Somebody's gonna uh, not make it.
0: Yeah, so there will definitely still be like fighting for a spot. But yeah, like I said, like I don't think two. I don't, I don't think two is their like destined position. Obviously, Cause even like the past couple of seasons, like those top couple of seeds always vary as far as. You might have like a couple constants, but then it's always gonna be that one team that they take that leap that next season. So,
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I guess after that, would it be would it be the Pelicans after that?
1: Uh, it's the Mavericks. Okay, Mavericks. Um, now that I
0: think about it, they really didn't do much outside of um, what well, the trades. i, I was
1: about to say I I wouldn't say they didn't do much. I think they. Made some some pretty uh, significant moves uh, by who they drafted and what they traded for and who they let walk. <laughs> so I mean, I think I think yeah, their offseason changed the landscape of their team dramatically. So you know, I mean, we I mean we can start off by the trade.
0: Yeah, but so well, we'll maybe I'll just start with the the biggest one. Um, Brunson, Brunson in <laughs> free agency. He's now in New York. Nick, um, got his bag. As we uh discussed a while back. Um the
1: second leading scorer in the regular season in the playoffs. Yeah. He
0: was probably probably could have been seen as like what most would have thought that the Dallas Mavericks would peg as their right hand man for Mr. Doncic, but I guess maybe the back was yeah. steep. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean they don't yeah, the back was definitely steep. But I mean he was wildly important to them. I mean, they don't beat the Jazz without him. So, um, He's definitely going to be missed. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, well, oh, definitely. I mean, they lost Bert, well, they lost Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, and Boban, I believe, like we said, with the Rockets trade. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, they weren't playing. Trey Burke is, can play, but they weren't playing him anyway. So, you know,
0: yeah, and um, well, in return for that deal, they did get Christian Wood, who um. <laughs> There's a lot of things going around with um how kid is seeing how his role is going to be on the team. Uh he's not happy with it. <laughs> it's
1: and at the end of the day, a man is a damn near a 7-footer who can play inside and outside and can be good on defense if he buys in. And I think he'll buy in if he's on a team that's competing and within a culture that's really all that. I mean, that's really all it ever takes, honestly. Yeah. You know, when like we like, they're all they're all professional athletes. They're all they're all have probably come from winning at some point in their careers, whether it's high school, college, or overseas or whatever. So I mean, they all want everybody wants to win. So I you know, you'll that, do yeah. the yeah, exactly. So once when, when, once you're in a position to do so, you'll do it. He'll 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 play defense if he's if, you know. He's on a good team, and that, and that's not bullshit. Hmm. Yeah. I know. You, if for for the audience, PTP hates Christian Wood. I'll throw it out there.
0: It's not a hate. It's more <laughs> or less. I believe that more people should realize that his tendencies need to be accounted for, <laughs> as far as how he handles when roles aren't really given to him based off of how he perceives his talent to be he's a he's a solid player i'm not gonna say he's a complete well, I he's, an fast,
1: but, yeah. he's an all-star caliber level player yeah like i mean
0: yeah like he hoops but i feel like sometimes he sometimes he rakes him he rates himself a little too high where it's like if, if, if your coach is telling you that he sees you as probably like Coming in as a bench player, where in reality you get more touches because you're the focal point of that bench. There's nobody, somebody else on that bench is gonna take shots from you, and you kind of put out a laughing emoji, like you're just surprised that he. Oh, I agree. First place.
1: <laughs> no, but, but I, he's. I agree with that. I think it's dumb that he that we're gonna waste time with putting him on the bench because he's gonna pl- he's gonna play his majority of minutes with Luca. Like that's just what that's gonna be. Like yeah. he's not gonna be on the bench playing 15 minutes. He's gonna be coming off the bench playing 30 minutes a night. That doesn't even make sense. Like what's the point? They like, just yeah. start the kid. Like you know, <laughs> what I mean, like no, like for real. Like, and he's a, and he's a big. Like you, you like you, what when this isn't the nineteen eighties and nineties? Who's who? What team has a big coming in? Is there a six man? <laughs> who was like the Bucks maybe? But the Bucks are like Bobby Portis maybe. Hey, I mean, Bobby Portis was six
0: for a little bit. Yeah,
1: that might be the only one. And he, but I mean, like he wasn't handling the ball or initiating anything. He's just scoring, but it's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's I think he should start. I don't really understand why he's not. I mean, you traded a first round pick for him. You traded a first round pick for a bench player.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> say like, that's, that's, cause I feel like more or less where kids mindset is that I feel like it's fine. But as far as for what like I said, what the team gave up, you put, Like I said, you put those expectations on it to where, yeah, we traded a first-round pick and, like, three players that, even though two of them didn't play—well, not play or not 2 of them, only one of them didn't play, which is, like, Marquise Chris, like, fully, but you traded away all those guys and a pick for somebody that you want to put on the bench or that your coach wants to put on the bench, it makes everything look confused because I don't think they all had the same expectations or same visual for him as a whole, so—
1: Man, also, this is also a side note. Just touching on the free agency uh, a little more, and it's more of a negative. It's, it's going to get more get a little technical here, but yeah. they also, I mean, trade exception that they did not take advantage of. Damn near an eleven million dollar trade exception. That's a that is a that's a good player. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what that is. Eleven million is a good player. That's a good rotational player that they could have traded for. It's not like they don't have needs. There's a bunch of question marks on this team, in my opinion. So,
0: oh yeah, I mean, back backup PG,
1: you know, their, their four reasons are a little
0: mm-hmm.
1: iffy. Yeah, starting two, I mean, like yeah, I mean, either Spencer or Tim might start at the two, but I mean, I don't think Jason is in love with either because they haven't started. Before. They didn't start last year. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I like you said, I mean, they got Christian Wood. I'm high on him. I think he should start. I think by the end of the year he will be. I don't think we I don't think we should be wasting time with that. Yeah. But I, I. I don't know. I don't would I. Would you say that this team, at least? Well, no. I wait to ask this question later. Let's let's move on to the draft. I'll, I'll, I'll ask it. I'll ask it at the end of it. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, kind of like I said, um, they did draft Jaden Hardy with their. I think it was like their own. That was the only pick of the the draft,
1: right? They uh i believe one? so they traded they traded the first round pick to the rockets and then they sent uh where they sent two they 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 traded two second round picks to get the uh 37th to draft Jaden hardy Dr- Jaden wasn't a, a right, first runner, round yeah, either second round, yeah second round yeah, yeah he fell all the way. He fell to the second, so yeah, definitely.
0: So I can recall, like, watching that and just realizing that Bochamp, who probably didn't have that high of a draft stock before, um, or it might have been rising, but people probably wouldn't have thought it would have been higher than Hardy's, but somehow Hardy dropped to the second, so.
1: I mean, just because, like, he he dropped, I always think it's interesting, because he isn't the only player to, like, play for the G league and have bad percentages that people act like they're concerned about. It's like when a guy comes from high school, he's he like, and goes into the G league, he's not coming from, he's not going to college. Like not everybody's going to be yeah. Tim and LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like he, like, like the this, fact this that he's even learning. Curve, less. Yeah. Like, like at the end of the day, Jaden still average 17 points in the G league with NBA level prospects coming from high school you know what i mean like let's let like let's look like let's relax like he's nice <laughs> he's, he's nice
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i don't i don't I, ne- I never understood like uh like the buzz i guess dipping around him as a result of that but i mean he's definitely gonna be good i don't know if he's gonna be as good as they need him to be uh you know, for for the next couple of years, I mean, he's gonna have to be a, an all star level player. I'm assuming for them to really take advantage of of what they have with him and Luca. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got time. Luca's young, so
0: yeah. I think, uh, it, I think it, like if they put him in the lineup, though. he should, or at least like if he's coming in off the bench, because I'm pretty sure like they would want to slot him in for like those bench rotational minutes, see what he's made yeah. of, because he has the skill set and. If even that's the guy you peg in for like as that future two or I mean I guess he's kinda built like a wing. Kinda.
1: Well, he's or six four, four, so he's just two. A yeah, two, two guard really. Yeah.
0: So like if you can slide him in as that uh that future two with him and Luca, then it's putting together a lineup for him that much easier because you already have say two positions on lock if I'm pretty sure by the end, by the middle of the season Christian Wood's gonna start, like I you said. So or he's probably, or by the slight beginning of the season and what's gonna start.
1: Um also just to, I I didn't I didn't touch on this. This is just kinda slight piggyback for their free agency because they didn't add anybody <laughs> except for JaVel. <laughs> just and yeah I mean JaVale uh uh he'll he'll be solid, you know, in the fifteen and twenty minutes he he plays. For sure, don't get me wrong. He's definitely he's going to be an impactful value value pick player, but I mean, shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. you lose Jalen Russell and you bring in Javale McGee, it don't add up, dog.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Then they resigned. So. I mean, they resigned Claver, who I mean, along with Bertans, probably had one of the uglier shooting performances in a playoff uh, series. So I mean. There's a lot of for 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 every decent not every decent for every good thing they did, there are question marks as far as I mean, I guess Clay but for depth or just like continuity because he's been there for a couple of years. And then you get a JaVale where like you lose somebody who's like I said, a guy that averages like twenty plus and over or twenty and over in a playoff series or in a playoff stretch. Yeah. You replace him with JaVale McGee. It kind of cancels. It kind of cancels out, like you getting like a Christian Wood and a Jaden Hardy. Because I mean, we kind of know what expectations are for them, but to well, really it's look just like that,
1: yeah. getting getting Jalen Brunson. Like there's no backup for him. Even if you expect Hardy to kind of replace that, then they don't really play the same type of game. Yeah, and it's not really fair or reasonable to expect Hardy, even if he was drafted to be the replacement, to be ready to contribute in a you know or be a key player on a playoff team next year you know what i mean like yeah that's that's just and that's the expectation i mean you have luca you're expect you're expected to be in the playoffs i'm not gonna say compete for a championship yet but i mean he's a championship level player yeah
0: they're, they're expected like, to be postseason.
1: exactly and i'm not so sure they got better <laughs> i mean at I mean, at best, they're the same. I don't, but I don't think they got better. Honestly, they lost a ball handler and didn't really. They they lost a. I mean, they lost a very good to fringe All Star level player. And at the, you know, at at ball handling position, and didn't replace him. Yeah. And just and added two bigs instead. Like the the issue was already the issue already was you know all this pressure on Luca. Luca's doing too much, Luca's tiring himself out, but then you take away the basically the one guy that was a, a, allowing him to kind of you know, play off the ball a little
0: bit. Yeah, so I mean, and it's like you know, Dinwiddie's still there, but I don't think kid has cuz when Dinwiddie played in the playoffs, I mean, it wasn't like he was just a no you a know, no then when he type was a factor, yeah. You
1: know, he was Dinwiddie was playing well, but my whole point with that was just like Dinwiddie was playing well in in addition to Jalen Brunson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like you, you know, like it's one of those things where I'm not trying to like shit on Dinwiddie in any way. He's a good, he's a good player and everything. I'm more so just trying to illustrate that like the team that you had, you still lost. You know, you didn't get to the champ. You didn't get to the finals. You didn't win a championship. And you lost your second leading scorer. And your second uh, lead ball handler, and you didn't replace him with anybody. So to try to slide Spencer into that second role, who's going to be the third? I mean, maybe Tim Hardaway to me. I mean, he, he didn't play last year, so he comes back. So yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that's uh, their thinking. And I, I do like Tim a lot. So maybe that's the the thought process. I don't know. Yeah, but
0: as as much as, like, the talent with, like, them having Luca is for them, I feel like this lineup still does have, like, that slight potential to be like, okay, like, maybe they won't, I'm not going to say they're going to be bad. Because, I mean, you obviously have a Luca, you're going to compete. But I don't think this is, like, I mean I don't know. I could I could be they they, they, they could
1: is be the worst. Water. Bro, if they if they make the playoffs, they're going to ha- this is going to be the worst starting lineup in the playoffs. Easily. Oh, no,
0: no
1: doubt. Close. No doubt. <laughs> like not even, not even Like we I can go down the, I can go down the entire landscape of the West and their top 2 players will be better than um the Mavericks top 2 players as far as like I mean unless you know yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that the, that, are, that a lot of players will be better than Luka, but that second player, that Christian Wood or uh, Spencer Dinwiddle, Dinwiddie, excuse me, yeah. is not matching up with like AD, LeBron, and Steph, and uh, Wiggs, and, 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 and Zion, and B.I., and <laughs> Paul George, and Kawhi, and Jokic, and Jamal. Maybe the Mavericks with John Bain. But I mean, I've seen Bain playing playoff basketball, so I would give him the edge over Christian Wood right now.
0: Yeah, just off the proven factor.
1: Yeah, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, like, yeah, man, <laughs> it's it, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. They, yeah. We'll see. I mean, this is this will. Be, if he wants to have an MVP year, this is it.
0: <laughs> All right, it's definitely the year for that. If he, yeah, for he, sure, he, they're gonna need it. They're definitely. Definitely gonna need it.
1: Um, Thirty points, nine assists, and nine rebounds, loading up right now. Yeah, I just say he's probably gonna.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's gonna need that two K style line that I seen he had from uh, earlier, where it was like he had like thirty, it's like thirty five, eleven and eleven. He can't miss. (laughs) He's gonna have to lock in for sure.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, hey, he's he's coming in. He's coming uh, in shape this year, first time in his NBA career. So yeah.
0: Also, side note, he did a hook shot. So um. Or, he, or he, he he was doing hook shots in the FIBA tournament. So um I don't know that tr- like most of if he does overseas doesn't really translate, at least from what I can remember. But hey Hey,
1: I'd So he, he can around. do whatever he <laughs> Yeah, he can, Yeah, listen. He's gonna get in the post and he's six eight and he's a big body. He can do it. Yeah. It'll work. Brad make some
0: shade with Allen. Then uh you know, ironically speaking of Zion and B. I
1: we got the Pelicans. Yes, we do have the Pelicans, the sleeper team, the sleeping giant. Yeah, the surprise, the the 2022-23 surprise team of the year.
0: And I I mean, like looking at what they, if you look at what they lost, I mean, obviously you see like Gary Clark, Jared Harper, Tony Snow.
1: Ain't nobody worried about them.
0: Yeah, I'm saying, really, like yeah. I know, I know I know
1: who Gary, I know who Gary Clark is and Tony Snell, but yeah. <laughs> listen, not not largely non factors. Um yeah, largely, largely yeah. non factors to their team. Yeah. Especially they in have the pluses and minus more. I mean, they added the the plus is evident. Yeah. <laughs> the, plus, the plus is about two hundred and seventy five pounds. Okay. You know what I mean? So come on. Yeah. We don't even I mean we can we, we, we could talk about draft and we will. But even if they did nothing,
0: even if they did nothing
1: on both those fronts, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I got. I you want to start with the draft or the or the kind of like the free agency first?
0: Uh, we can probably start with the draft. I mean, as far as free agency, it was well, we get to that. but um, so pretty much they got like dice. They drafted Dyson Daniels early in the first.
1: Alonzo Ball, uh, disciple. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: from, and from what I was seeing in the preseason, I didn't know. Like, I knew they said his defense was good, but like, he's nice. he's swarming with Alvarado. Yeah, he's six eight. yeah, and Herb, like, he has the size, but that that defense, I thought last year they were they were annoying to teams because you're like throwing out a lineup of like you got Alvarado who's like sneaking behind people for steals. You got Herbert Jones who's just a big body, he's blocking, can shift his feet. You got, uh, I think it was Trey, no, Trey Murphy, who's shooting and also still plays defense. And then you throw in a eight PG with Vision, who probably might not have the scoring acumen yet, but is also locked in defensively. Like, then you bring back Zion. <laughs> God, like, what is, it's, they got a lot going on over there. CJ, no, they
1: have they have a, they have a lot of very good players, like you said. Um, yeah, I mean, Dyson's gonna play because of his defensive uh ability off rip. That's just that's what that's gonna be. So, Dyson's gonna play, Alvarado's gonna play. Um, Devontae will probably be the odd man out, yeah, uh, more than likely because he's a, he's just a smaller guard, so it's not gonna take up any of Herb Jones or Trey Murphy's minutes but I mean he's got value around the league. They can move him for something. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really think they need anything right now? That's also the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like they have a they have guys who can pass the ball uh and Dyson Daniels and potentially Alvarado. Uh they have they've got defenders. Dyson Daniels Troy Murphy, Herb Jones, all of those things. Uh, they also drafted EJ Liddell as well. So I mean, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he might be the he might be, he you know he might come out come in as a steal because you know he kind of. Uh... Actually, no, I will take that back. Excuse me, my mistake. They did draft EJ Liddell, but he's he he's hurt. He's done. So never mind. Yeah,
0: but they did get um they did get a Derrick towards who um, I think he, I think he went to New Mexico. The New the I think New, New Mexico. I looked at his highlights too, and if he does play, he kind of does offer probably that type of surprise factor as far as like from the from a value pick perspective. That a Liddell, pro- not probably from a post perspective, but as far as like a dog on the court that you can throw out there, and he will probably mesh with the majority of the lineup that you throw out there they got some guys that like very much embody what they're looking for they're young and kind of like how they looked at it with like a BI where his development once it once it reached like a certain level a BI was cooking like it's their 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 development team is no, bro, like underrated this. as well
1: man listen yes but also yes but also no at least on at least at least on your point that i kind of disagree with it. mainly because i don't really think they developed bi that much i think that bi was always that cold i just i think that bi has been put in a situation where you know he came in uh came in rookie year lebron shows up you know basically takes your position not to say that they play the same way but like they're both going to be like wing wing ball handling scorer type type players like Bi's like that bro like he came like people were calling him you know comparing him to kd coming out of coming out of duke for a reason six nine can move can shoot athletic can defend long as hell like BI on that to me and i'm gonna say i've and i feel like i said this before i said this actually i said this Last year, before they played the Suns, and he showed everybody. I said, B.I. is in that same level as a a Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, all of them. He's on that same level. Yeah. And and you can pull up the receipts. Because I said it. He's on that same level, bro. Yeah. And we saw it. Bro was dropping 30 balls, being unguardable, getting to his spots with ease, dictating the game for the scoring, like – Having the team uh run through him and the focal point run through him, and they were successful i mean and 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 you know in relativity in relativity, they made the playoffs and they took the number one seed to six, uh, six games you know what I mean so yeah, you add Zion to that with another year of de- uh, another year of development for your young guys as in troy Murphy herb Jones you add Zion to that all in all NBA walking Zion now now don't get me wrong I have been very guilty of cracking jokes about Zion in the past when he was hurt yeah not about his injury not about his injury but you know just about his weight you know and and I had and I had concerns about things of that nature however since the start of this all season you can see that he's Com- he is committed to getting himself in shape. He looks incredibly leaner or incredibly lean. Um, he looks locked in. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He looks like, his, it really looks like his, like his rookie year of Duke as far as like size-wise. So um, I think it's going to be scary, man. He He looks like he has his burst back as far as like quickness. Not to say that he ever like really lost it, but like it looks like it's optimal. Uh, now again, and yeah, he's just—he's back to—he's gonna be—I think he's gonna be back to just being too quick for guards and uh, or too quick for bigs and too strong for guards and and wings. Oh, yeah, so
0: yeah. he's he definitely getting back into um, the bully stage as far as he's just mowing down. <laughs> you, you're not yeah. get—you're not getting a charge when you're dealing with somebody that big. It's just you better brace for impact. And he's finishing for an and one on. A decent amount of time anybody. he's gonna
1: finish for an end one, so Yeah, anybody. It's not it's not too many people you stick in front of that and uh expect to get a favorable outcome for you as a defender. So um you know this team I, I still think that the focal point should be ran through uh Brandon Ingram because he's the he's like the rhythm score. He's gonna be the closing the closing score, like the guy with the ball in his hands. Yeah. And the and just the way that Zion plays, like he's a he's a he's a play finisher. Like yeah, he, you know they had that that uh that point where they had him playing point guard, and he has he can pass a little bit, and he has the ability. But like his strengthening, like his you know his finishing around the rim, just his his bully ball mental like bully ball ability to just be able to just finish at all points around the rim, get to his spot, and just have nobody be able to stop him. He's perfect for finishing plays. So. Yeah.
0: Like for for it a, like a change of pace guy, where say if if they're running a lineups where like say they're ripping and running because of defensive stops, and then like those possessions where you want to like you know slow it down, say all right, get Zion get Zion a back down or catch Zion on a cut. Like I feel like that is more or less where like I say like those it's more of his wheelhouse to where you don't really put you you obviously like you say, you can not pass, but you don't want to put that much into it because you know. BI needs rhythm CJ needs rhythm and I feel like that kind of will work in their favor
1: yeah I mean and I'm not you know I'm not saying just because having the offense run through Brandon doesn't mean that like Zion's not going to get his isolation touches or anything like yeah. that it's more so just kind of like like you said like you're allowing you're, it, like I said before for me with how for my opinions on on these things I feel like it's always about optimizing your talent and if you're going to have Brandon Ingram and you're going to have Zion Williamson which they both are they're, they're there like I know we were there they have been people have been talking about do you keep Brandon uh, over Zion or vice versa or whatever whatever I mean after yeah. the Zion's crazy second year that was gone and he's Zion Williamson he's not going to get traded and then after Brandon did what he did last year that's gone he's not going anywhere he's not going to get traded these two guys they're going to keep these two guys They they have both shown that they can be um, building blocks and the best players on playoff level teams, in my opinion, Zion just because of his unique talent and Brandon because he showed us. So, yeah, I think it's just about optimizing talent, man. And you you know when you're in a situation in the playoffs, if you need a bucket, you're not gonna go to Zion more than you're gonna go to Brandon Ingram, in my opinion. Yeah, at uh, least yeah. I I don't think so. I mean, you you can I mean. Like, Zion can definitely get his looks and get and have plays run for him, but like if I need somebody to hit a ISO mid a ISO midi, it's not gonna be Zion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
0: like, like if anything, yeah. they'll probably give Zion like for situations where like you can like you need that go ahead rolling free throw potentially yeah. like inducing play. Of course, like you know you give it to Zion. There, like there's very situational, like there's very. There's varying situations where you can put the ball in either player's hands and you have the potential of something good coming out
1: of it. So, yeah, for sure. All I mean, hey, listen, all I know is Willie Green better make it work. You got way too much talent. (laughs) No, seriously, you have have way, you had a lot of talent last year with uh, Brendan Ingram and CJ and those two, uh, those two rookies. Those two rookies are going to get better and you're adding Zion Pack. And you drafted some good, uh, you drafted a, a, a good player as well. It's a lot of talent, man. I don't think I don't think it's necessarily easy because the the Zion and Ingram fit was already kind of interesting. But hey, it's your job to make it work. And for me, this is my surprise team. I got the three seed.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay.
1: It's gonna. I mean, winning, winning games in the regular season and all that good jazz is gonna to matter. To them, matter to them. It always matters to young teams. You know, Zion hasn't been on the court all year. Brandon Ingram hasn't played with Zion all year. CJ never played with uh, with Zion Williamson. You know what I mean? Like, and these yeah. young guys want to prove themselves. They're gonna play. So they're gonna and they're gonna be up and down, and they're gonna. they yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and they're gonna win a lot of games, in my opinion. If they don't, oh, it's gonna look bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I could definitely see I, – I definitely see them potential. like, if they finish in that top five, like I said earlier, shoot, the Grizzlies to an extent were kind of that team last year where as far as, like, job taking that next step and the circumstances of, like, the Western Conference at that time, they they managed to secure that top seed. And the Pelicans, even though it might not be in that same circumstance at this current visual moment, those – like you said, those guys are going to play – they played hard against the Suns in a series that people probably didn't even expect. You know, them to look like they even had like the Suns had a worry and doubt, and Herb, Herb and the boys was getting was getting in Chris Paul. So <laughs> it's definitely gonna be like they they got experience, they got guys that embody that defensive up and down rip type of mentality, and they now they got to just put it all to work.
1: Facts. I'm ready for
0: it. Yeah, and um, that's I guess well, I guess that wraps it up for these two divisions. I think the last two we uh, have are. For the so up.
1: Yeah, for the central and the southwest. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I think now all we have left is southeast and Pacific. I <laughs> you
1: know it's the south. You you know what it is. Yeah. Which is
0: should be a. Uh...
1: You know, you know what you know what the Pacific is. Don't don't act like you don't know. <laughs> don't act like you don't. Know.
0: That's easy, you know.
1: <laughs> hey, ain't nothing but a goat in that division. You come on now. You
0: act, act, act like you know. Come on yeah, now. Yeah, you know, Brown hey. Brian, Brian, over there got the gang. You
1: know, ain't nothing but uh, but 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 two two top tenors in there. You already know. Come on now, act like you know. Well, uh, one top tenor and 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 a fringer, depending on who you ask. But yeah, definitely in there. Yeah, you, yeah, no, you know. You know. For sure. John, John Wall. Hey, I ain't gonna lie.
0: John, John Wall for the Clippers. That should be.
1: Yeah. Should be very good. They are. All of these. All five of these teams should be very competitive.
0: Oh, yeah. Even the Kings look good.
1: <laughs> they have De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, and Keegan Murray, a very talented rookie. Yeah. And Davion Mitchell. Man. So, yeah, they should be competitive i mean it's time for them to to try to fight for a playoff spot because i mean if you i mean this is the year i mean you got you got a full year with with your two all-star level players if you can't get it done then it blow it up already then there's nothing else to (laughs) to see i'm being serious like i don't need to see a bunch if i can't get to the playoffs with these two then i don't need to just keep running it back might as well just blow it up trade De'Aaron fox trade sabonis and start over yeah plenty of teams that'll take uh dna fox right now
0: oh yeah for sure yeah for sure But yeah we got all got all that stuff coming your way pretty soon but um till then appreciate you guys for watching also as always you can follow the podcast and all the tweets and updates about what goes on at Going for three pod and the Instagram, I believe it's the same, right? Like, um, going for three pod on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, a couple reels coming at y'all as well at some point. Um, where can to find people? Uh, follow you at.
1: Yeah, if they find people can follow me at uh, Christy Collins, and uh, yeah, on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Yep, and as always, um, at PTP underscore ninety nine for your boy on Twitter. Um, Once again, we appreciate you guys for listening, and we will see you guys on the next one.